and an amen. The great I am. Where are my glasses? Good to have you guys here today as we come to worship the Lord. We'll be in, uh, in Proverbs if you want to turn there. We will get there here in just a minute. The title of the message today is Stress Less, Finding Peace in Our Decisions. The last couple of weeks we've been looking at this theme, have we not? Stress Less. And we looked at uh, finding peace in the chaos of life. And we looked at finding peace in the circumstances of life, the difficult circumstances of life. The last two weeks we've looked at finding peace in our schedules. How do we find peace in our busyness of our, the times that we have? And if you remember the solution to all of those things that we've talked about, all comes back to the point of the power of a holy God and the saving grace of a resurrected Savior. We know the great I Am has the answers to life's problems. And that's what we're going to continue to look at today. Today we'll look at peace in our decisions, decisions that we make, either tiny decisions that we make, medium-sized decisions, or some of those huge decisions that we've got to make. Where do we go? Where do we find the wisdom to make the right decision? I mean, we all want to make right decisions. I mean, when we, when we finally hit one and we make that good one, okay, I mean, it... It makes you feel good. But I know, because I've lived it and I've experienced it, that there are times when those, when those big decisions come up. And, and you think about the consequences of those decisions. What, what could happen? What, what, what's going to happen? And you just don't know. You just don't know what path to take. And, and, and where do we go to find the wisdom to have peace when those decisions are coming up, when those stressful decisions are coming up, where do we go? We have options to go. Today I'm going to tell you where I think you need to go as we look and trying to find peace in those decisions that will shape our lives, those decisions that says, this is God's will in my life and I need to go down that way, but it seems to be so difficult. Where do we find peace in those times when we're struggling with what road to take, what decision to make? And that's what we want to look at today. I, I hope that we'll get there. Uh, I think there's, there's three things that we're going to look at today. The first one is, is finding that wisdom to know what direction to take during stressful times. And, and where, do we, where do we get that wisdom? I, uh, the first thing that I want to just throw at you is, and, and he'll put that up there, is I believe, and there's two parts to it. The first part says you need to soak your head, okay? But there's other parts to that. You, you soak your head and you soak your heart in God's Word. Saturate your thoughts and saturate your heart with God's Word. You know, this book has the answers to life's questions. It has answers to life questions back in the day, if you would. It has answers today, and it has the answers for eternity. Do you understand this? This book was written divinely inspired by God. 
It tells us that in 2 Timothy 3. Divinely spoken, God-breathed, and the words of this book are divinely given to us through God and God's Holy Spirit. We know this book has words that the Bible says are sharper than any two-edged sword, Hebrews 4.12, that can penetrate anything. We know this book in Jeremiah 23, it tells us this book is like fire and it's like a hammer that shatters the rock. This book is awesome. This book is, is unbelievably good to us. We know this book also is timeless. God's Word is timeless. God's Word was the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. God's Word is here. It is timeless. It is here. It is not to be a part of culture. God's Word is to change the culture. And it is timeless. The same words that worked 2,000 years ago work today and will work another 2,000 years ago if God is slow about sending His Son to get us. This book is timeless. This book is truthful. This book is truthful. You see, the hero of this book is Jesus Christ. You understand it? The hero of this book is Christ himself. And this book tells us that Christ himself is the way. He is the truth. And he is the life. And no man comes through the Father. You understand that the Bible tells us God never lies. God, it is impossible for God to lie. And when we read this book, it is truth. It is absolute truth. And we're looking for that in society today, in our culture. What is truth? Well, I'm here to tell you this book is timeless and it is truthful because it is absolute truth that we can stand on. And we stand on it and we base our, we base our eternity on the truth of this word. This book also is treasured. It tells us how much God loves us. It tells us that he sent his son to, to, to get out of heaven, to leave heaven, the perfection of heaven, to come into this earth. And we treasure this book. This book ought to be the most important thing that you got going in your life. As we treasure it, we hold on to it, and we respect it, and we keep this book in awe because it is God's love letter to us. And this book also is transforming. Did you know that? We learn in this book that God can take an old ugly sinner bound for the gates of hell and he can transform a person's life and make them a sinner waiting for a home in heaven. That's what this book, we read that and find that out, that he can transform the weakest, the ugliest, the ugliest, the dirtiest, the meanest person on the face of this earth. And he changes it and transforms that person. And where do we find that information? We find that information in this book. You see, this book is an awesome book. We're looking for wisdom on how to make good decisions. The first spot that we go to is God's Word because that's where we find absolute truth. But the problem with it sometimes for Christians and for other people is we know that truth. We know the truth is in here. And yet, many times we, we choose to maybe just ignore it a little bit. Maybe we choose to just set it on the, on the nightstand right there and leave it there for a while. Maybe we choose just to put a Coke can on top of it so we don't get the, the, the table dirty. And we neglect it and we ignore it many times in our lives and we don't spend the time like we should. I think many times Christians 
I think many times Christians think his word is like a, a, some vitamins that we have in our, in our cabinet. A helpful supplement. But I don't need them every day. We look at God's word. Yeah, it's a, it's a nice supplement to my life. But I don't have the need to really have to spend time in his word. And sometimes we've got to get over that. It, it's not a helpful supplement it is the power of God speaking to us through His Word that allows us to live that abundant life. We must change the attitude that it's just a supplement and it is death-defying, loving, have to have His Word in us. I read about the preacher that uh, was invited to dinner from one of the family members in their church. And the lady was excited that the preacher was coming and, and uh, wanted to impress him. So, you know, they, she puts on a, the top shelf feed. I mean, makes it all great and exciting. And the food was great and had all kinds of desserts and everything. And, and, of course, for Cheryl, they were all low-calorie, low Cheryl. Okay, that's, <laughs> I tease her about that all the time. But she wanted to really impress the preacher. And she did. And after the, after the supper was over, they went and sat down in the in the living room there, and, and, and she called her daughter over. And she said, hey, daughter, go get that good book. You know, the, the book that we love to read. Go get that book that we read every night. And she was wanting to impress the preacher so much. And a couple of minutes later, the daughter comes back, and she's brought the Walmart catalog funny but sad you see you see sometimes we neglect his word sometimes the word is not important and mom and dad and grandma and grandpa let me tell you something you have got to let your kids your grandkids your great grandkids your great great grandkids and for Lola the great 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 grandkids they've got to see you reading this word because if they don't see you reading this word, who, who are they going to see reading this word? Has, has those kids heard you pray and seek the Lord? Have they done that? Christians, we have got to be about the business of, of setting an example. We've got to be setting a, a, passing down a legacy to our kids and grandkids and all those things, that, all those kids that are, that are down there. Because if, a, if God's word is not important to you, it won't be important to them. I can promise you. This is God's holy word. We've got to be in the business of studying his word. You ever want peace in stressful decision-making times? You find it in God's word. In Proverbs 6, where I told you that we would eventually get to, a couple of things I want you to uh, see here, if you would about his word as we as we search for peace in stressful decision making times in chapter 6 and verse 21 it says this it says and he's talking about God's word God's testimony God's precepts God's commandments and it says bind them continually on your heart tie them around your neck Talk about God's word. Bind them continually on your heart. Tie them around your neck. That word bind them means to tie together or to 
permanently attach. He's talking about God's Word. Tie it together to your life. Permanently attach God's Word to your life. And I thought, how can I illustrate that? Well, I thought of many of us in here, not many of us, but some of us have pacemakers in our, in our lives, don't we? We've gone to the doctor, and they put that little pacemaker in here, and they, they put it underneath the skin, and then they run a wire or two up and, up and through your heart. You know, amazing, isn't it? It's just amazing to me. And then, then hundreds of miles away, they can just monitor that. It's, it's unbelievable to me. But I thought of this pacemaker that's there, and it's got that, this, the, 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 the wiring connects and attaches to the heart. And, and, and the purpose of that is to make sure that your heart functions correctly, that it, that it beats like it's supposed to. And that pacemaker continues to bless you with life because your heart is doing what it's supposed to do. That's the very same thing that God's Word does to us. Did you know that? It causes us to function properly in this old world. To be able to live the Christian life like, like He has called us to live. And when we are functioning properly according to God's Word, He blesses us with life. He blesses us with an abundant life. If, if you could, don't remember anything else, just remember that God's Word is your pacemaker. <laughs> okay? It helps you to function and it helps you to have the kind of life that He's asked us to live. You see that it says, bind them on your heart. And then it says, continually. To keep looking at His Word. To keep going to never stop being in His Word. You know, I, I, I think sometimes we as Christians, we get to the point in our lives that, that we, we skip a day or two or three and we don't read His Word. And then a day or two or three becomes a week or two or three, and then a month, and, and, we, and we, just, we just have just not gotten in His Word. And then all of a sudden something happens, bang, and we have, we have to deal with something in life. And then it immediately sends us to His Word, and, and yet we've not spent any time with Him over a course of a week or a month or two. And we expect His Word to all of a sudden just jump out at us and, and solve our issues and help us down this road. And we find that that's really not how God works. He can work that way, but it's really not how He works. He wants us to continually, to not stop, continually hold on, read His Word, spend time in His Word so we can have peace when we have to make those big stressful kinds of decisions that affect our lives when we're really seeking God's Word. And when we do that, when we continually attach His Word to our hearts and our minds, verse 22 tells us the fringe benefits of doing that. If you look at verse 22, it says when you walk about, and that means living your life, it says God's Word will guide you. Now just think about that. God's Word will guide you. You're looking for wisdom. He says God's Word will guide you. It will, it will tell you to run away from evil and wrongdoing. It will tell you to come to the Lord. It will tell you the, the path where uh, righteousness goes. And we are to follow that path of righteousness. It will tell you what God's Word is. It will guide us. You want guidance in your life? You find it in His Word. You find it because you spent time in His Word. 
meditate on it, pondering it, thinking about it, doing it, being obedient to it. Man, what a great benefit it is, is it not, to have his word where he says, I'm walking around doing life. And he says, the words, his commandments, his testimonies will guide you. You talk about some wisdom, that's pretty good wisdom right there. And then it says, when you sleep, (laughs) they'll watch over you. God's word, as you're snoring away, will watch over you. What a great promise that is. And when you are awake, it says in verse 22, God's word will talk to you. God's word will talk to you. You're cruising down on a day and things are happening. All of a sudden, it just seems like God's... You remember something that your teacher said or your pastor said or something that you read in the morning or a verse that you've memorized that you have put into your heart. And you're, and you're bebopping around the day and all of a sudden that thought comes to you. That verse comes to you. What he said comes to you. That is God's word speaking to you daily. That's God's word speaking to you as you are living life. That's why it's so important to put God's Word into our hearts, to know it, to memorize it, to ponder it, to meditate on it. Because when you need it, I promise you, the Bible tells us this, if you put it in, if you put that stuff in your heart, if you put God's Word into your heart, when you need it, the Bible promises, I'll give it back to you. I will give it back to you. But if you've never put it in here, if you've never put that thought in here, He's not under obligation to bring it back up to you when you need it. You've got to put it in so he can give it to you when you need it the best. Luke 12, 12 says, when you don't know what to say, <laughs> when you don't know what, where you're going to speak, what you're going to come out of your mouth, he said the Holy Spirit in that hour will give you what you need to say. You see, when you're walking around awake, God's word will talk to you. And then the, and it says in verse 23, For the commandment is a lamp, and the teaching is light. Psalms 119, 105. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet, and a light unto my path. You're wanting a direction. You're wanting to know the decision. You want to know God's will in your life. This word says he will shine the light at your feet so you can see the path down the road. To find God's will for you. What a tremendous, tremendous promise that is for all of us. The first thing we need to do to find peace in stressful decision-making times is take it to God's Word and let Him speak to us. I think the second place where we can find peace when we are wanting to deal with stress in our decisions, and it's pretty simple, Ask God for it. Man, it don't get any simpler than that, does it? Ask God for it. You see the one up there, James 1, 5. Let's look at James 1, 5 and 1, 6. All you got to do is ask, ask the Lord. James 1, 5. Let me get it over here. And it says this. For if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all men generously and without reproach, and he will give it to you. What a tremendous promise. You lack wisdom. It says to do what? You ask God for it, and he will give you that kind of wisdom. 
you see that verse and it says, I will give you wisdom. And that wisdom is not conventional wisdom. That, that wisdom is not worldly wisdom. That wisdom is not what's going to fit into society. That's not the kind of wisdom he gives us. The Bible says in James 3.14, that's not kind of wisdom. Worldly wisdom, it says, is brings selfish jealousy, brings arrogance, brings pride, brings division, brings all sorts of evil things into your life. God would never bring that kind. But he does say the kind of wisdom that he wants to give to us. James 3.17, he says, this is the wisdom I want you to have and I want you to get it. And he says, this wisdom that I'm giving to you is from above. It's not this earthly garbage that, I, that people want to tell you. He says, first of all, it's pure. It is peaceable. It is gentle. It is reasonable. It is full of fr good fruits and mercy. His wisdom is unwavering and without hypocrisy. When you're wanting to know a direction and have peace... God's wisdom said, my stuff is pure. My stuff is right. My stuff is truthful. My stuff never wavers, and there is absolutely no hypocrisy when I give you my wisdom. What do we do when we want wisdom? The Bible says we ask wisdom from the Lord, and he will give it to us. And then if you notice in that verse in 5, it says, I will give, you, give it to you generously. He says, I'll give you what you ask for your, my wisdom. I will give it generously, liberally, and in an abundance that, that more than you can handle. He wants to give us his wisdom. Boy, there's times when raising kids and stuff, don't you think you need some wisdom? I need more than I, need more than I think I do. And the Bible says, I will give it to you generously and without reproach. That's an that's a interesting phrase there, without reproach. And what does that mean? I mean, God's not going to hold it against you because you asked for wisdom. God's not going to say, well, where were you three weeks ago when, when you needed a little wisdom and, and you didn't even come to me? He's not going to hold that against you that you've never approached him for wisdom. He's not going to do that. And why would he not do that? Why would he not go, I'm not giving that to him because he's looking at her. Because... God loves us. God loves us so much he sent his son. That God, we are God's sons and daughters. And God is our father. And fathers always want to give the best to their children. So when we ask for wisdom and stressful decision making, he wants to give it to us. Because he loves us so much, and he wants us to have the best. He wants to fill our needs. Let him do it. But there's only one little catch, and that's verse 6. One little catch on that. And you notice what it says in verse 6. But it said, but he who must ask in faith without doubting. For the one who doubts is like the surf of the sea, driven and tossed by the wind. When we come to the Lord, we must ask in faith. We must ask never wavering. We must never ask doubting when we come to him. It says, 
ask in faith without doubting. We must believe when we come to him that he hears our prayer. You absolutely got to believe that he hears us because God's word says he does. You absolutely got to believe that God really does love you. You really absolutely have to believe that he has a great plan for your life. Even when we get too many years up there. We need to understand that he has a, a perfect God, has perfect plan in his perfect timing. And when we ask and we ask in faith and we're wanting this kind of wisdom, the Bible says, yeah, I'm going to give it to you because I want to. And my timing is perfect. My plan for you is perfect. My thoughts to you are perfect. And when we pray doubting and not believing that, the Bible says we're just like a, a ship that's tossed to and fro in the waters. Christian friend, we've got to get to the point that we, we believe and we pray in faith. Not wavering, not doubting. And when we come to Him trusting him and having faith in him and being obedient to him you know without a shadow of doubt he has heard your prayer and he will answer it now he might not answer it how you want him to answer it and that's a great thing because many times when God says no it is for your best not many times every time when he, when he says no to what you have asked God has a better plan for you See, your plan is a little imperfect. His is perfect. Thank you, Father, for, for not answering how I wanted you to answer. And we pray in faith and we believe it and we trust it. Jeremiah 29, 13 says this. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all of your heart. When we come to him and we seek him and we, the Bible says, you'll find me pray you'll find me when we search with him all our heart you see I think when we, we're needing peace in those kinds of dimes we go to God's word we find peace we go to him in prayer and we find peace and the third thing I think that we need to understand which is, which is biblical is we seek godly counsel from godly men and women from godly people the Bible says, yeah, we can do that. You look, at, you look at Proverbs 13, 20. He who walks with wise men will be wise. That's a good one. But the companion of fools will suffer harm. Do life with wise people. Do life with godly people. Proverbs 12, 15. The way of the fool is right in his own eyes. But a wise man is he who listens to counsel. You see, when you're looking for some answers, you go to his word and you pray and he says, but you, you also can go to other godly men and other godly women. When you're struggling with something, you don't have to go to a professional. Did you know that? And many times it's better not to. Because if you go to godly people, People that pursue God's word and pursue in the Christian life and, and are living the life. And they know you and they love you and they want the best for you. 
Those kinds of friends will tell you the truth. Those kinds of friends will tell you what, what the Bible says. Those kind of friends will help you because they love you and they know you. And you're doing life with them. And man, they can give you some of the best advice. Because they're giving you advice from God's Word. It is okay, the Bible says, to go get godly counsel from someone else. But I want to urge you at this point. Make sure the people that you go talk to... Uh, are strong Christians that believe in God's Word. We live in a society today that, that almost everybody's writing a book. I mean, everybody gets to write a book. And I, I, I'm telling you, you've got to be careful what you read. You've got to be careful what you read. You, you, some of these guys out there are, are, are writing books that are, half of them sound pretty good because they throw a few Scripture in. And the rest of it, I don't know where it comes from. You've got to be careful who you read. If you don't know who you're reading, I would suggest to you not to read it until you find out what you're reading and who you're reading. I would also urge you, as you listen on the radio or on your phone or on TV, be careful who you're listening to. Because not everybody who proclaims God's Word is preaching God's Word. There's a lot of falseness out there. The enemy is alive and well, and he wants to do nothing but deceive you. And you've got to be careful. If you are listening to somebody or you're reading somebody and you go, Ooh, I'm not sure that's biblical. I'm not sure what, that's, what God's Word says. Or like we were visiting the other day, the, the preacher that said abortion is okay because it's in women's rights. No, that's not in there. And you don't follow them. You don't listen to them. And I'm going to tell you why you don't read them and you don't follow them. Because you don't give the devil any opportunity to stick something in your mind that's going to stick. Because if you listen to something that is not correct, and you read it and it's not correct, I can promise you the enemy will do everything he can to keep bringing that thought up into your mind. And all he needs is just a, a foothold into the door. The Bible says don't give him any opportunity into your life. And he can do that through what you see and what you hear and what you, what you do. Don't give him that opportunity. Please don't give him that opportunity. If the theology of somebody that you're hearing and listening is not right, get rid of the book, turn off the tube, run away, because the enemy has nothing but bad intentions for you. At that point, you want wisdom to make good decisions. I believe the Bible says, I don't want you to be stressed out over some small decision, middle, huge decision. You've got some tools here, Christian. You've got some things that you can do, Christian, that will relieve that stress when we have to make those kinds of decisions. Go soak your head and your heart <laughs> in God's Word. Saturate it with God's Word. Ask Him. The Bible says He'll give you the kind of wisdom that you need. Not conventional, not earthly. Pure, peaceful, gentle, reasonable. Peace, wisdom that He'll give to you. And then pursue godly counsel. Pursue godly friends. Live with godly friends. And He says when those times come, when you need 
when you need it, when the stress is building up, here's your tools. Use them. It's available to you. Trisha, as we begin time. I hope the I hope the message has spoken to you. You see, every time we need some assistance from the Lord, the solutions to what we deal with as Christians, it all points back to God Almighty and His Son, Jesus Christ. That's the solution. Dr. Phil's not the solution. I've told you that before. Oprah's not the solution. The solution is holy God and what He's told us in His Word. As we bow our heads and close our eyes for the invitation time. Just ask you to do business with the Lord. However He's spoken to you. If none of this made sense to you or if you've never been born again. Today would be a great time to accept the Lord as Savior of your life. You're dealing with some major thought, decision. Give it to Him. Let Him deal with it. Use the tools that are there. However God, however God has spoken to you, please respond to Him.